Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 221, The Power of Illusion and the Illusion of Power. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. I hope you enjoyed the solstice, whether you were in the Northern Hemisphere and it was a winter solstice or the Southern Hemisphere, it was a summer solstice. Whatever you were experiencing, solstices are turning points in our life. And it really felt that this solstice was a huge turning point in humanity's life in the way in which we're going to live. It isn't all over. It's not like, wow, no, we're there now. But it is a fact that something big has turned. Something big is no longer going in one particular direction. And you may well have felt that shift in yourself. May have caused you to have disturbed sleep or feel a bit off balance. Never fear. Things are going to settle again. But we are moving forward with great gusto into not just 2023, but into the next few years, which are going to be mind-blowing, paradigm-blowing. Paradigm Nothing like it can we ever imagine. So buckle up those seatbelts, but be ready to move. And a lot of that was also inspired by the fact that Jupiter has moved back into Aries again. It spent a, a little bit of time back in Pisces recently. And it was in Aries during the year and has now gone back in there. And Jupiter is about expansion, exaggeration, enthusiasm in Aries for adventure, for taking risks, for setting out on a new hero journey, for innovative ideas, but also for war. And so the downside of Jupiter is that it becomes manic. It becomes out of control. It, it doesn't see the problems. It just says, yes, let's go for it. And I think we're seeing some of that happening where there are those who quite like the idea of us continuing wars. And those wars may be against another country, another culture, against ourselves. And we may be doing the same for ourselves or to ourselves. But what is going to happen is that we're going to come to a time in March, where Chiron, the wounded healer, is meeting this Jupiter, and it's going to really bring to a head, is war a good idea? Is actually finding enmity against someone else a good idea? Is it not that we now need to find not just peace, but a, a com commonality, a community, where do we have similarities rather than where do we find things that we oppose in someone else? That's down the road. But with Aries, it is a matter of often just getting excited. It's almost like a quick fix and then moving on to something else. And I'm watching as some of our leaders are making decisions that are just quick fix decisions, uh, enthusiastic decisions, but not actually following up. And that, I think, is a problem. I always say, if you believe in a war, you should be the person who's right at the very front leading the march or leading the charge, not sitting back in some office. 
And we've seen that too many times over hundreds of years now of different wars that really have never become successful except for the very few who benefit from a war. So that's going to be a theme over these next few months. Jupiter stays in Aries until May, and I will be talking more about that, I'm sure, as we go along. But we need to start to heal from the wars that not only have been to our physical body, but maybe to ourselves. Where do we need to heal those battles that go in inside our minds? And then we have a new moon in Capricorn on the 23rd of December. And with all new moons, it's a time of letting go of the old, giving birth to something new, being inspired by new ideas. And for Capricorn, it's new ideas of order, connection, structure, organization. And for me, because this is right at the very beginning of Capricorn, one degree, it really is about creating new structures. It's not about saying, I'll do it the old way. So maybe over the holiday season, the Christmas season, you'll think about maybe clearing out some cupboards or making space or saying, that isn't my structure anymore. That's not how I wish to identify myself anymore. So you might make plans for the new year where you say, okay, if, if you're working, how am I going to change my working structure? Or if you are self-employed, how am I going to change my calendar? This is a great time for saying, what does my calendar want to look like? Capricorn loves lists and calendars. So how am I going to structure my year, structure my time? And that's why people make New Year's resolutions that they don't always keep. But you could, over these next couple of weeks, really make a, a note in your calendars of crossing out days when you're going to just have days to yourself or putting something in that you feel you've always been wanting to do. So good time for making lists, getting calendars. But it's square to this Jupiter. So you've got the, the sun square to this Jupiter energy. So this Jupiter energy is, let's just go. Let's, let's move on and out we go. And we don't have to think about the future. We're just dealing with the moment. And Capricorn says, no, we need to plan. We need to organize. So I, I think that the energy you may feel is, and especially if you have anything in your astrology chart around that one degree, two degrees, whatever it is, you may find yourself, oh, I'm being held back. But maybe what Capricorn's really trying to say to us all is focus. Focus, again, following on from last week. What's the point? What are you, what's the intention? Where are you going? Is this a short-term fix? Or is it something that you could see yourself doing down the road? And where's this intention coming from? Is it coming from a sort of base chakra? Woo, I just love the excitement. Or the solar plexus, oh, I need this. Or is it coming from a, a heart base or a sense of actually this is going to enhance my beingness by doing this? So Jupiter, very over-enthusiastic. Yes, Capricorn can be a little bit restrictive, but bring them together and you find a nice balance. And I think that's what we're moving into. We also will have Mercury going retrograde on the 29th. And so when that goes retrograde, travel may be restricted, communication, all those wonderful Mercurian ideas, computers not working. But over these next few weeks, if things don't work the way you want or you're restricted because of snow or ice, just take it as a, a gift of saying, okay, maybe this isn't a great time to set off into an adventure. Maybe this is a time to settle in 
and review what's going on and make good plans where this is going to sustain you on the, on the long term rather than just the short term. So that's happening. And next week, I'll spend a bit more time talking about the overall patterning for 2023. We have lots of excitement going on. But I wanted to focus on one thing that I know I'll spend more time talking about, but Saturn going into Pisces. Saturn has been in Aquarius. It's really that part, Saturn, the authority in Aquarius has been an authority telling us about new ideas or how we're going to live our lives. And yes, Saturn has also created more communities, which is very an Aquarian idea. But when Saturn goes into Pisces, it's going to be really interesting because Saturn, as I say, is this more controlled or organized part. Pisces is very unlimited. So when these two come together, you almost have organized chaos going on. And if you want to look back, it was probably the early part of the 1990s, I think around 1992, 93, when Saturn was in Pisces last time. It takes about 29 years uh, to repeat its pattern. And there we had the Bosnian Wars, or we had the release of Mandela. We had other things happening where there were both very positive energies of expansion, uh, bringing harmony, Piscean, love thy neighbor as thyself, sacred marriage of opposites, a lot of coming together. But at the same time, we had the opposite in the Bosnian Wars or the, the Serbian Wars, where there was enmity between groups who were supposed to get on with each other. So I think that what we could be seeing over the next two or three years is more and more groups actually recognizing the sameness and coming together and groups who for some reason, and it's already been happening, we've all been seeing this, is we need to go to war against ourselves or go to war against anybody who isn't like us. I say ourselves because who we go to war against is often a reflection of ourselves. So we, as evolved human beings, we need to stop that cycle and say, I'm not doing that. If there's a part of me out there that I feel uncomfortable with, it's time that I went to meet it find out what it is in them that is inside me. And many of the wars have ended because especially women have had the courage to go across the borders and meet people and say, what's it like being a woman here? What's it like being a man there? And actually realizing there's a lot of commonality. I think that that's what we're not always allowed to see is where different groups, individuals actually cross borders meet. And there's that lovely story of whether it's true or not, but the footballers in the First World War, the Germans and the Brits, I think mainly on Christmas Day, coming together in no man's land and playing soccer, playing football, and just realizing that's a common connection, both loving soccer, football. But it's a sense of we need, need to now understand how commonly connected we are rather than what separates us. And I think Saturn, in Pluto, Saturn going into Pisces is going to both uh, give strength to cults, uh, people taking more and more mind-altering drugs, even having cults involving that, healing, which is fine if that's where you want to go. But it, the fact is it also, Pisces, because we're living in the age of Pisces, and we have been for 2000, 2022 years now, 
It is also about where it should have been the sacred marriage of opposite, two groups coming together. It's been much more about one fish at the front or the other fish following. So it's been a time of looking for gurus and masters and messiahs and leaders and literally giving them our power and say, I will follow you and here's my power to do so. And when things go wrong, of course, we can blame them because we weren't in control. Well, that time is finishing. And not only with Saturn going into Pisces, but Pluto eventually going into Aquarius in March, we are at this meeting place between Pisces and Aquarius. We're in this meeting place where giving away our power is no longer an option. Believing that somebody else is more powerful is no longer an option. It's an illusion. Taking back our power is our future. Recognizing maybe we've always been powerful is our future. That is the shift that humanity is going through. And this idea that people are more powerful than us is an illusion. Or the illusion that they believe that they're more powerful than us. In the way that we see power, power is often seen as power over someone. I have power over you. Or I can restrict your power <laughs> by turning off the heating or doing other things. But true power doesn't come from those things. True power comes from knowing yourself, from harnessing your wisdom by having experiences. And each of you have had and I've had experiences that have made me more powerful. Not because I've come out fighting, it's because I know myself more fully. I've strengthened my core. And the more we've been in experiences, the more wisdom we've gained, the more knowledge we've gained of ourselves, that's true power. And it can't be taken away. But nor can I ask someone, you know, to, to give me their power. I don't want anybody else's power. I have it in my core. And you just imagine a world where each of us know who we are. Each of us lives from our fullness. There would be no need to steal energy, vampire energy. It just is. And you may say, well, yes, but they could hurt me or take away my life. That's very true. But the essential part of you cannot be destroyed. The power of who you are is, is eternal. And so the illusion that someone, that you could even give away that or even take in power is the illusion there. And we've all built that from going through maybe dark nights of the soul or having experiences that were very difficult to us, but we've come out stronger, haven't we? And what I teach in my women's work, especially around the new moon, is on the day before the new moon, or the first day of your period, you release. So I suggest taking a glass of water, putting your hands around that glass and putting into the water everything you're ready to let go of. And sometimes I just put in everything that I believe I am, all my identities, all the, all the stories I tell. I just flood that water into, uh, flood those ideas into the water. And then just pour the water on the earth and say, Mother Earth, will you please transform this? Because this is not who I am. I am the being that has created these identities. 
but it doesn't make me more or less powerful because of that. And so I really save to, especially to the women listening, those days, that first night of the dark moon, which is the day before the new moon or the first day of your period, your most powerful gift is being able to die to who you think you are in the outer world. And on that second day, which is the new moon or the second day of your period, you find out, actually, even without all of that happening, I still exist. In fact, I exist more because I'm now not shrouded or masked by identities that are not true to me. And the power that is available to us is so much more once we make that deeper connection with what I call the ocean of possibilities or universal consciousness, whatever you want to use it, the great love of God or goddess, whatever you believe in. Without our masks, we realize that divine spark has always been present in us. It's not something we have to reach for. That's a story that we've been taught. And so many, unfortunately, religions have played upon that solar plexus, telling us that we are to blame or we're guilty or we're victims or we're martyred and we're never good enough. That's very solar plexus based. And all the major religions play on that. But when you go to your heart, you go to your third eye, you go, that's just a game. I can take part in that game. I can play that part in a, in a film or a, pl a play. It's not who I am. And I think that's what we forget, that we may feel that we're a victim or we take on the role of a martyr or whatever. But if we could just hear ourselves say, I'm just choosing this part in this play. In a few minutes, I can walk off the stage and be a completely different character. It's really that's the illusion that's being created. That those who wish to manipulate have known how to pull the strings, how to give the illusion they're in control or the illusion that they have power when truly they don't. They're just manipulating the energies and it's our energies. And when we choose not to play that game, everything changes. And I was thinking about this for myself and how that's been part of my story. When I was, well, ever since I can remember, I always was able to see people in several, several different personas, as I call them, sub-personalities. Sometimes they were past lives or sometimes they were ETs. It doesn't matter. But I, in front of me, I could perceive all these personas, which was rather confusing as a child <laughs> because I didn't know who I was supposed to be talking to. But it also helped me to realize that somebody who maybe my parents were giving some sort of authority to or respect to because of being an authority figure, I was seeing all these other characters. Now, it didn't mean that I didn't you know, want to respect them, but there were other characters there who I probably wouldn't have dis I've respected quite as much. And it caused me a lot of confusion. So it was like I was being told you should respect this person because they're an authority. And I was like, well, which person should I you know, respect because the other ones I'm not particularly keen on? <laughs> so I think that idea of somebody being in an authority position because we all are seeing them in that way and almost giving them energy is the problem. If we don't give them energy, they're not, they're not strong. And I think that I started to see that some of my disappointments in my life has been 
because I was taught to give some people respect and authority. And I realized that it wasn't that they didn't deserve it, but they were not living up, if I've got to be honest, to my expectations of them. I respected them as a person. I respected them for what they were doing. But very rarely have I ever put anybody on a, on a pedestal in that way. It's not my way. I, I enjoy being with people. I love what they've achieved. But when it comes down to it, we're all of an equal standing. We all are a divine spark. And we're all expressing that divine spark in different ways. So that doesn't that changes, I hope, the way you see yourself, where you're saying, well, that person should know where they're going. No, they're just somebody expressing their desire in that particular way. And when we see it in that way, instead of giving them our power or, or telling them that they have authority over us, we go, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay, that's fine. I'm just choosing not to go in that direction. And there were a lot of people puffing themselves up at the moment about how powerful they are, how important they are. And again, once we can step back and realize that we are of an equal energy, we've all got the same divine spark in us, we can then start to say, okay, we are equal and you're choosing that path. Whatever you say or what you're doing, I can choose to add to add my energy to you or not. But that desire or that being told that we're small has got to stop because that is where it's the illusion of power. And I think that as Saturn goes through Pisces, we're going to see more and more control in a good way of magicians and spiritual leaders who play magic tricks or who hypnotize people with their words or promise something you can become you can go to this galaxy etc in other words there's been a lot of people who are acting or using their words and their power to evoke something that is so extraordinary so unique only if you give me all this money can you come here. Only if you follow me can you come here. And I think with when Saturn is in Pisces for the next three years, we're going to be saying, actually, I don't want to be following you doing that. I want you to teach me how to do that. And that's the next step. That's what's going to be coming, that a teacher who cannot teach someone else to do what they're doing and empower them in, in those words of, knowing that they are already there, is living in the old paradigm of the Piscean energy. And so what I'm seeing out in the world where people are saying, well, look, we can, we can grow all the crops we need in a laboratory, or we can stop the planet revolving, or we can lower the seas, or we can do, as I heard, create 30,000 babies a year in a laboratory. It's like, okay, and how's that helping us? And that's really the question we need to be asking. Is this really helping humanity? And I remember a friend telling me that story. that She met someone who considered themselves a guru, a magician. And he kept saying things like, look, I can produce gold in my hand. And she would say, how's that helping humanity? And he would say, look, I can disappear and appear. How's that helping? 
look, I can turn up in your bedroom. She said, how's that helping? And I think there's a lot of what's happening out in the world that might be extraordinarily um, unique, creative, innovative, but how's it helping humanity? That's going to be the future. Does this help every man, woman, and child evolve? No. Growing babies in a laboratory or plants is not. Because the one thing that humanity is so strongly involved with is the life force within us, emotion, compassion. When a baby's in a womb, there are so many hormones flooding through that baby, so many energies on an etheric level flooding through that baby, connecting with the mother, with the father. You can't produce that in a laboratory. You can't produce the life force of millions of years of growth of a plant in a laboratory. We don't, we're going to start to understand the richness of a flower, of a plant, a vegetable, not because we've just grown them this season. They can contain the consciousness of all plants, the consciousness of all trees. And it's the accumulated consciousness, the evolving consciousness of the plants, the trees, the stars, the, the babies, that is what makes humanity rich. Without that, we don't exist. So when I hear us moving along a path towards that it's, and saying someone's saying, this is the way it's going to be, I'm going to keep asking, and how's it helping humanity? Because I see so many who choose, or so many leaders who are choosing to actually move into a way that is not the way I choose to be in. So I leave you with this wonderful holiday season, the time of the new moon, Christmas, New Year, we'll be talking before then. But please see that power cannot be given or taken. Power is yours. Own it. Love it. Respect it. Be all that you are. It is the gift that was given to you that can never be diminished. It can only be enriched by your experiences. And anybody who stands up and says, look how powerful I am, I say, bring it on. Because you cannot actually take something from me that is not yours to take and never will be and never can be. Because it isn't existing on the level of give and take. It exists eternally. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube, and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.